listening to Around Comics, con special, Saturday. Chicago and Wizard World Chicago once again. It's Saturday and we're back at Wizard World on the floor talking to everybody that we can get to come over to the corner of the and con. Anyone we can trick into sitting down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CBS Radio. Sit down. Like to talk to us. <laughs> Um, I want to mention that this uh, show is in conjunction with C- uh, Comic Book Resources, comicbookresources.com, and also it is sponsored by uh, InStockTrades.com, so there's the plugs. Um, Tom, it's it's just the two of us. Yeah, uh, we ate Chris. <laughs> we kicked Scotty it off was the less, island. It was less expensive <laughs> than pizza. To, to eat Chris than to get a hot dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still use the condiment bar, even though I didn't. Oh, <laughs> we got some hot peppers. Put some hot dogs on that. Yeah, because otherwise it's just gaming. You know. I wonder how Jan Jones' hot dog was that she was so excited to get. Oh yeah. Super dog. I bet she ate a lot of bacon for breakfast yeah. this week. She loves the bacon. Uh well, last night we hung out uh, in the bar again uh, <laughs> and yeah. had some fun, talked to a lot of people. Uh, Chris got silly drunk once more. and He poured a beer on his head. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, he did? He was uh, adjusting his cat. He had his uh, camera in one hand. Well, the guy said, um, Matt, the guy who writes uh, White Picket Fences, was, uh-huh. telling, was t- telling me this. And he looked over, and Chris had his camera in one hand and his beer in his other, and he went to, like, adjust his hat. With his beer hand? hand? And he ended up pouring <laughs> it on his own hat. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that story. Oh, good God. He uh, he can be a sloppy drunk. Yeah. It's uh, we got to keep an eye on him. But, uh, and we ran- saw many people. We did. Ran into Hillary Bardo last night. He I, yeah, I heard Hillary's voice, like, in the background. <laughs> and I'm like... I know that he was he was bitching about like the Brewers winning or something, and I <laughs> which I was immediately like, uh, which immediately caught my ear. Sure, sure. So I turned around. Uh, Chris Moreno, we we hung out with him a little bit. Uh, Will Pfeiffer, yeah. You had a super I, long in depth. We talked about All Star Superman for like an hour. I, I walked by and you were talking about Alan Moore for a while, yeah. and I was like, this is getting too deep for me. I don't know what these guys are getting into. You have to walk away. Will was really cool, and uh, yeah, we we had a lot of fun last night, and then. Uh, uh, today we've just been kind of hanging out. Had busy. Some, it's busy. It is today. busy today. I, I was in an artist alley talking to some of the guys, and they said Thursday and Friday was a little bit slow, but today it seemed the morning already made up for that. Yeah, I, I kind of I walked around artist alley. I picked up a few books. Yeah, I, I so picked did up I. Uh, First in Space from Oni. It's about the first monkey. Oh space. yeah. It's like a true story. Where is the Oni booth? I didn't even see they, it. I didn't buy it at the Oni. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Uh, they don't have a booth. Uh, what else did I get? I picked up. Um, the fourth issue of School by Brian Defferding. Oh, yeah. I, I said hi to Brian. The one comes out a year. Every year. Yeah, every con. He's got cons, a new one out. That's how it works out. I, I, I ran into a guy that he said he had just talked to you before I got to him. Uh, he was doing uh, a book called... Um, 
last resort or something like that? Or? Last resort. Lackluster World. Oh, yeah, that was it. Lackluster World. Yeah. But he's like, hey, he, he, I guess he knew us, but he's like, he I was just talking to Tom. Did he? I bought mine. <laughs> Son of a. Wait, can, you can read mine, too. Damn it. You can uh, read the rest of mine, too. So all you right. Can get it. Um, no, I bought them all. Oh, really? Yeah, and he, he charged me for them, the bastard. Maybe he wanted me to pay for him too, and I just walked. You just away. walked away with him. I know. I'm, I am kind of hesitant sometimes to, to like buy yeah. stuff because people will give us so much stuff. But yeah. uh, I don't mind buying. Stuff. I don't mind either, I, especially the little guy. Although the weird thing was, like in Artist Alley, it seemed like there weren't that many people with books. It was yeah, all prints and sketches. Selling, yeah, prints that uh, like uh, art. Yeah, uh, art. But there weren't as many books. Books as is, yeah. I was like searching for good books, and I, I couldn't find all that many this year. It seemed like. Talked to the uh, Ape guys, but um. We, we, we had some technical it. difficulties. We, maybe we'll, we might talk, try and drag them over again and talk I'm, to them again. Twenty four seven volume two. I oh by yeah. Evan Brandon's table. I talked to Ivan. Yeah, I won't say what. I was gonna say what he told me last night, but I can't. Go, was, go fuck yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> no, wasn't that? That was I later. Hate the show. I hate you guys. You I hate guys you guys. Uh, ran into uh, Tony Moore a little bit last night. Um, who else? Today, today we had some fun, but a lot of costumes. A lot of good costumes. I saw a dude in a, a uh, like an ogre uh, uh, from Animal uh, from Revenge of the Nerds. No, not no. that ogre from it like Lord of the. Actually, R- been ogre. <laughs> no, it was an it? old. Well, no. The funny thing, it, it was like, oh no, it was a, um, a, G- a Gamora guard or is Gamorian guard. The Gamoran guard. It like was the a pig. Yeah, the thing. big green pig guy. Yeah. Um, it was that costume. It was an awesome looking costume, but then the guy took his mask off, and he looked like a like the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. He had this, he was an older dude with this big scraggly beard, and it was it, just like it crazy didn't weird looking. You out. Yeah, wrecked the costume. Yeah, yeah like, a little bit. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I saw a guy dressed as Boba Fett, and he took his helmet off. And my first thought was the a robot chicken thing, where it's the uh, Boba Fett talking to Han Solo, like when he's in the frozen carbonite. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Find it on YouTube. It's pretty funny because oh, he's like, oh, let me take the helmet off. Oh, look, I'm even more handsome with the helmet <laughs> off. And, I, and then I thought the exact reverse when <laughs> like, he's oh, not just more. some dude. Should have been, you know, would have been better. Good look. Really there, right. Every time I see a costume and I don't know what it is, I just assume it's manga or anime. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of stuff I have no clue what what that is or that. But you see a lot of cool costumes. And Shane White's hey, running Shane, up to Shane us. Shane White's coming. The comic, a comical crapball. Oh, he's returning my sketchbook. I, I commissioned a sketchbook from him, or a sketch let's from Shane. Let's see what Shane. you let's think. Let's see what he uh, uh, recorded. Oh, that's oh, Jesus, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, what thank is it? you. I have no idea what it is, it's but a man. It's a is that from Over? Uh, is that a character? Yeah, it's yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Thank you. Very beautiful. Man. Oh, Susquito. Look at that. Hey, what's up? Hey. Oh, Susquito. Scotty's back. So the, the computer finally started working? Uh, yeah, I finally got it up and running. We were just talking uh, about and, the costumes and, uh, we saw. Probably and, like how if I don't know what it is, I just assume it's like a manga book I don't know. Yeah. Or it's just the way they dress. First, we should let everybody know all I'm wearing right now is a red Speedo with a lightning bolt across my balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. adult Shazam. Yes. I took a... Shazam! Watch my Billy Batson turn into my <laughs> Captain Marvel. Sweet. 
Tom, I took a picture of uh, there were two kids dressed up as Flash. Oh yeah, I saw them. And that I took a cool. picture and I sent it to our blog. I said Tom brought the kids today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have enough kids so I can have a whole Justice Society. <laughs> so you'd like uh, take them back to your room and say, okay, kids. Uh, Listen, you're out of character. Our man would never do that. <laughs> Let me show you my Legion of Doom. Yeah. All right, come I to think, my room and check out my Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> oh, I think my favorite uh, favorite um, costume I, I saw a guy dressed up as Wolverine. And he was like trying to make his way through a bunch of people. Oh and no! He, his little tinfoil uh, no. claws he was holding up in the air so that he didn't get bent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it, I thought it was antimanium. You can't destroy. <laughs> yeah, it's unbreak. There's yeah. unbreakable. These are more aluminum. Are you guys are you guys determined to only record shows when Chris is busy? Yeah, it turns yeah, so it, turns it makes out, they, turns out that way. They seem better that way. Oh, I so. saw a, oh, actually I, I saw a sweet Aquaman costume. Like this dude really? had long blonde hair and like a old school Aquaman costume, and he had a t- an Adam action figure that he was carrying around. Oh. So if you took a picture, it would be like him holding that. Oh, Adam that's yeah. cute. Did, did he have one arm? Yes. Yeah, he had a hook <laughs> brain. He literally chopped off one of his hands. And, uh, Only for this weekend. The Peter David version. <laughs> and a Martian Manhunter. But he, the Martian Manhunter has like um, these platform shoes on. Which I don't think is really part of the like kiss shoes. Like yeah, they're the, like huge. Maybe because he needs to be taller. But yeah, he's probably short. He needs, kind of freaked uh, me out a little bit. I was I was like glam rock Martian Manhunter walking around. I will, I will, say, I, I will say it was pretty funny. Uh, you know we we you know make fun of all the costumes and everything, but there's some pretty cool costumes and like I saw some kids walking around and then, you know like I was walking down one aisle. And this guy's holding his son There's at, at 70s Flash. Uh, uh, Remember the velour? Yeah, I do. The velour and the other. Yeah, what the? That hell? Batman's not so agile. No, no. <laughs> He's not but like these kids quick. were these kid this kid's eyes just because uh, there was a guy in a Darth Vader and the guy's like <gasps> this little kid's just you know all excited. So that was pretty cool to see. Did he look at the kid and go? I will destroy you. No, I don't think so. I don't or think I so. am your father. You I saved you. you already have saved you. Are. Wouldn't that be fucked up if you did go, I am your father, and the kid just starts bawling, I've never met my dad! Impossible! Oh, or my dad died. My dad yeah, died. Yeah. My dad died, yeah. asshole. I saw my dad die, so. Yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah, thanks for thanks. that. Vader apologizes. Yeah, somebody well. picked my dad up and threw him down a bottomless pit in a spaceship, <laughs> ass. <laughs> uh, what else did I, st- I stopped by? Uh, uh, I saw a uh, uh, trade for uh, new uh, Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, at the half off. I didn't get it. Thanks. I was thinking about getting it. Thanks. <laughs> nice, nice. Why do you pick on uh, on the Scotty? Scotty about the new Warriors? I, I, no, I just thought it was funny because I was looking at it. Thanks, buddy. Like, Thanks, Shane. Uh, it, looks, <laughs> it looks awesome. I'm waiting to really get a better deal. Oh, Shane's you know what? Whoop your ass, you know buddy? what I got to look for this, I, and I didn't, I forgot about. It. I wanted to get that uh, the Doc Ockier one from Zeb. Oh, that's it. I gotta go find, find it right I got, now. I gotta go find that. This Show thing. over. You Show know, over. The We're first done. time I saw your work, I think I picked up. Um, yeah, some Spider-Man thing it did. Yeah, this was probably Spider-Clan. That was my first miniseries. Really? Yeah. yeah. Years ago, like five, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. think I bought, like, maybe the first issue right. or something. But it was like, I hadn't seen anything like that in a while. I thought, well, I don't, I don't know if I had ever seen anything like that. It's just one of those things. It's like I needed reference to, you know, knock off your style for a gig. and Sweet. <laughs> and it works, you know? Sweet. Like, ah, oh, let's oh. take notes. This guy. This will work all right. This guy knows what he's doing. He's all right. He's good. What have you been doing today, Scotty? Uh, I walked around. I've been hunting for the guy who sells Alex Ross and Bill Sienkiewicz's artwork, the originals, and I cannot find it. 
Oh, are you uh, talking about that uh, Sal guy or something? Oh, Atomica. Oh, he's an artist of Alley. Avenue. Oh, he's an artist Alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Atomica. Like down, he's down got the road, uh, Atomica booth. Oh, in Artist but he's Alley. selling yeah. the, their artwork as well. I don't know if he's doing it this time. Sikhevich said he was. Don't call me a liar. Oh. Sikhevich went like this. I didn't know he's my <laughs> but other than that, man, no, I just been roaming around. Uh, I helped a. I oh yeah, you saved a child. Uh, saved a child. Yeah. I helped a little girl that you was delivered lost. a baby in Dan, a concession in stand. Yeah. Dan, Dan nice. Buckley and I swooped in and it saved, saved a child. lost baby. And that's not even a joke. You actually no, that, like, no, dead serious. Help, help this young Dan, girl. Dan Buckley and I were sitting at the Marvel booth and and just chatting, and uh, a fan came up and said, "Hey." Uh, and we were like, what? We're busy. And uh, <laughs> we're he said, no, stars. I don't care who you are. Uh, there's a lost kid. And it looked like a movie, though. All the people parted for a second, and there's just like a two-year-old standing in the aisle just like <laughs> with Sarah McLaughlin started playing. A single tear pouring yeah. down yeah. his cheek. So I got him, and one of the Marvel guys, uh, their first reaction to the lost child at age of two is, Black give market. Him bags of candy. Straight, literally said, a stranger uh, giving No, a you don't give a lost child candy. <laughs> That's the first thing you don't yeah, do. Yeah, so I sat the child down and gave him a Sharpie, gave her a Sharpie and a board so she could scribble on, and I'd say, what's your name, honey? And she'd hold up two fingers, signifying that she's two. And I said, you know what I said? Are you sure? Oh, fucking hell! No! What's your name? What's your name? Idiot! And, uh, but then oh, we, we got the then we, it took us uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes, and we finally uh, we saved the day, located. You know, believe it or not, yeah. we're did, walking did you, on uh, air. Did you bitch at the parents going, "What the fuck"? It was odd though. Yeah, the dad came over, and I mean, he didn't even say like, "Oh, thanks, I was worried." Or anything. He just took his daughter's hand and walked off. Nice. You called him an asshole, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I was like, "Hey, uh, prick, hey way to go, you know, dad of the year." Do you buying. know who the fuck I am? Did you get that action figure you're waiting for? I have a funny buying a child <laughs> candy story. I went to Seattle and I stayed with this uh, friend Uh-oh. of a friend and uh, they had like, there was a kid in the house and they had a bunch of friends over, it's like these six-year-olds and my uh, friend and I were going to go get something at the grocery store like, hey no. guys, uh, you guys want anything? You want some candy? And everyone's like, oh. yeah. Well, and then one kid was really quiet and we're like, oh, you shouldn't want anything? And she's like, I want a king-size three musketeers. <laughs> so we get back and I think, well, maybe we should ask if they're allergic Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. The yeah. kid was allergic. Right. Oh, my God. And that's God. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't give a strange, lost child And all I can think anything. is, why did anything. the like, kid's trying to fucking kill herself yeah. with a bad giant three musketeers? <laughs> Suicidal right. children. Yeah. It's three that's musketeers. It afflicts everyone. Mark Millar just walked Why by. Why didn't you say something? It's not Millar. He's going to a panel. Why uh, do you call him Millar? It's Miller. It's Miller. Miller. I'm sorry. It's Miller. It's Miller. I'm sorry. I say Miller. it with an accent. Yeah, oh. they, got a, they got a panel now. I was going to. Oh. Hank was hanging with them all day. Was he? No. You're hanging oh. out with Mark Miller? Hank's just been sitting behind people's tables. Pretending to be. He's Norton's art dealer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dealer. Julie kicked me out. Yeah. Ju- oh, Julie came in house and shit. Did Crank ever show up? Nope. Wow, oh, that son of a! Bitch. Oh, he's wow. dodging too. He, yeah, and he's gonna pull. He's it. gonna pull this one. My phone was dead. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, my charger was broken. My phone was dead. Oh, there's a couple Jedi's. Oh, nice. did he fall off the wagon? I mean, crank. Yeah, is he, is he still off about seven wagons. Oh, dear lord. I need more costumes. I yeah. want more people in costumes. Yeah, we need. Uh, we just saw. I just saw. Oh, a cool there's a, Tus- there's a Tuscan Raider. 
I just saw a really cool. They travel um, in a single file to <laughs> I just, members. I just saw nice. a really cool Adam West style Batman. I saw that and Robin, an actual the, child, yeah, child Robin, Robin. a little redheaded Robin that was. Yeah, uh, that was a scary. That was a little. Creepy. I, that was a scary sight. If I see more than one Tuscan Raider, I will bitch at them if they're not moving in single file to cover their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cover their numbers. Where's your Bantha? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, we're going to try and get some, some other creators on and talk to them, but I think that's a, that's a good start to, to the day today, and uh, we'll be back a little bit. Oh, you're just starting. Yeah, well. God, yeah. we're playing with time. Yes. Time is fun. Time, Shane. <laughs> this is my voice. This, this is my voice. voice. <laughs> and we're joined now by uh, one of our favorite local Chicago area creators, but the... the world-renowned now creator, <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey Brown. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Awesome. Heard you've been, uh, you've been uh, globetrotting. You're out in I, Bristol. I, I was in England for for a, a couple weeks earlier this spring. That's, was, uh, you're, of course, promoting I, your website, you know, clumsy and unlikely at the time. Yeah. But uh, now, uh, what, I guess in San Diego was the release of the new Incredible Change Box. That's, that's right. Awesome. And it's it's here at Wizard World and in stores the next week or two. Fantastic. What's the uh, what's the initial reaction of the book then? Um, the reaction's been great. Um, it's it's been and it's been pretty um, well received from as far as like crossover between mainstream and a lot of my usual indie fans too. So, um, so how are I'm the really Transformers happy. fans taking to it? The, they seem to be. Occasionally wary, but um, mostly pretty receptive. They, um, they get the joke. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. so. Especially, I think um, I don't know about some of the die-hard fans who maybe have seen seen like I I've only seen a couple Transformers parodies before, but apparently there's there's a lot. I don't know where where they are, but um, I haven't seen many of them. You know, <laughs> I guess if you're if you're a die-hard Transformers fan, maybe you've seen you've you're, seen you're everything already. So, out, yeah. but um. But um, yeah, especially like like I grew up with the cartoons, like the original cartoons sure. and the Marvel comics. Um, Roll out. And yeah, like. Roll out. So and so that's that's kind of what the book's also a um, not just a parody of, but a, an homage to. So so I think like especially for people that grew up with that stuff, they they're really liking the book. So. It's, yeah, I uh, normally say that was a departure from your. Largely autobiographical style, but you know you've done you've done other stuff like Big Head and, and and stepped out of that. But I think this is for for a lot of people that are familiar with your work. This is very different than yeah. what you've done in the past. Yeah. Well, well for one thing, it's in color. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's more of like a a sustained narrative in the story and. Um, um, yeah, it's more of a, a, I guess, more specific parody too. Was it was it, it was it nice for you from and I, and I know that you you write and and illustrate all of your work. But was it a nice change to to, to jump into doing robots or everything else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've I've always like if you look through my sketchbook, there's robots. You know, from the beginning. Um, I think like most sci-fi fans. So, um, you know, but I've never I've never really done done much with that you know i i've done the superhero thing a, a little bit but like you know the love of as far as like big monsters and robots are those are some of the things that i haven't hadn't touched 
uh, so far. So you're set up with uh, with the top shelf guys today. Uh, yeah. Sign on. How's that going for you so far? It's been good. It's been. Uh, it's kind of. It seems very wavy in terms of you know lots of people and then and then they all go somewhere else. I don't know where, but <laughs> somewhere I can't see. And then and then they come back in my field of vision and. All at once again. We were, so, but we were it's talking been, it's been pretty uh, steady. We were talking with your buddy Joshua Elders yesterday. Oh yeah. He stopped by and uh, we were talking with him about Batman Strikes and everything. Yeah, his 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 Batman just came out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, he said he wanted to get you guys on some someday to come on did, together. Did he mention did he mention anything about his any of his new new projects that he's what did he, I can't well, it talked obviously about all the the news with Mail Order Ninja uh-huh. and Jackie yeah. Chan's been, you know, okay. yeah. reading yeah. and that kind of stuff. Because I think there's going to be some more exciting stuff from Josh that I I don't think I'm at liberty to talk Say about, it. but oh. so, it's pretty exciting. Cool. <laughs> you guys, <Sorry. laughs> I didn't know if it, I I don't think it's it's public knowledge. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, Josh. Don't great. I just great I just I I got the the, the Batman strikes last night and. Uh, Awesome. Now you guys still work together? Yeah, I mean, I I only pull one shift at the the bookstore now, so um, we don't we don't see each other as much um, there. But yeah, we still we're still both there, and you know. Are you superstars at the at the bookstore now? It's like, hey, this is my book. Not to our managers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, what are you What are you guys doing, chatting? Get back to work. That's like, yes, yes, I know you're public. Yeah, well, so. you you work in the music section anyway, right? Well, now I've I've kind of switched to the book section now that I'm down to just the the one day a week. They, I'm usually shelving, which which I kind of like. It you know gives me a chance to see a lot of stuff and. So, so what, what are you working on? Anything else uh, coming up soon? Or um, I know the last time we talked to you, you had. I think the last time I was probably finishing up um, the the book called Little Things, which is the the short story right, right, autobiographical right. collection that'll come out um, next spring from from uh, actually from Simon and Schuster. Um, that book's kind of pretty much finished, so they're just doing you know production type stuff, getting it ready to print or whatever. Um, and then I've started working on, with Top Shelf, I, I'd like to do a series of mini-comics. Um, um, I'm going to do, uh, like, 32-page issues, like, three or four issues a year, um, with do some more big-head stuff and nice. oh, cool. um, kind of a, more of the fun stuff. I'm, I'm doing a, actually doing a 96-page MMA story that'll take up three issues, so. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you serious? You're doing I'm serious. I've got I've got the first third of it we, done. We've got wow, a poster have... on our forum that is all about MMA, so he's yeah. going to yeah. be very excited. Oh, yeah. If you if you check out, I posted a page of it on the, the Holy Consumption uh, blog. Right, right. Um, you can see it there, but um, yeah, so I've been kind of working on that, and then the next book for Simon and Schuster is uh, kind of a ca- high school, college, art school story. So I've started uh, working on that too. So, so, so the top shelf stuff is going to be more uh, smaller. Uh, um, yeah, for the single. time being, there'll be the, the the just the comic series that I'll start, which which um, you know it's going to be uh, yeah, like I said, three or four issues a year. So I'll kind of balance out doing the autobiographical stuff with doing kind of some more well, humorous, gonna, weirder I was going to say, I mean, most of the, your books are, you know, they're you know, these massive volumes of, of work, and it's like, yeah. is it going to be nice for you to be able to do some yeah. smaller, you know, things? Yeah, I mean, I've, I used to, to, you know, I used to do mini comics, so like, I used to do at least one or two a year for conventions, and um, 
when I moved to doing the books, it just became harder. So this is kind of a chance to like return to that kind of you know um, get back at the roots of right both mini comics and then also the comic comic book series, which you know is something I I kind of I've thought, I've kicked around the idea of doing a series for a while, and um, it seems like the kind of the good setup for me to do right now. So. Now, ChangeBots, is a, is that available? I, I wasn't sure, because we were talking with Chris. And this week it'll be available. Well, in, in yeah, it should be in stores. It's um, Because it's full color, they printed it in Asia, so it's okay. kind of when the boat gets here, but I think the boat got here. So, um, <laughs> But you've had copies Yeah, we had copies uh, at San Diego. At San Diego and, and, and Br- and did you have them at Bristol? We've got some left here. We didn't have it at Bristol. Oh, okay. um, the new book at Bristol was the, actually the, the cat getting out of a bag. Okay. I've heard so many <laughs> funny stories. I've actually had someone walk up to me, and, and uh, you came up in conversation, and actually it was Joshua Elders. It was oh, yeah, at, yeah. At, at, that he bought one for uh, I, for I, I need to like give him like some promotional fees. Yeah, he's like doing <laughs> this amazing viral marketing of yeah, like he is. you know pass <laughs> yeah. it on of the of the cat book. So, so yeah. how's the feedback on Changebots been for you so far? Uh, on the on Changebots? Oh, I mean, yeah, the the feedback's been great. So and um, there's even a fan club you can join and people have already been joining that even with the book not being in stores yet. So cool. It's, well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm walking over to the top shelf today and, and grabbing mine. So. How many pages? It's 144 pages. So. And, and retail is four? Retail is 15. They're, they're actually at, at the conventions, though. Top shelf has a, a limited run of hardcovers. Those are 30, and it's got a different cover. and um, The variant? Yeah, all foil? Like, <laughs> instead of, instead of the, the soft cover's got this wraparound painting I did, and then the, the hardcover just has... Um, on the the front is the character Big Rig, and on the back is Shooter Tron. So, um, and we've got some of those here too. So. Cool, awesome, great. Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much. It's always always fun. Thanks, Jeffrey. What are you talking about? You were just sitting there, and you were like, I was enthralled. Trying the whole to get time. a word in edgewise, and we just kept cutting you off. I had my like, hands. I was like looking like, at you like I this the whole thing. Yeah. So giving you me that come up to the shop again sometime soon? Yeah, I mean Should I've been there. I, I haven't seen you guys. I haven't been in there on a Friday night, yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, you have better yeah. things to do probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was living my life like, on Fridays. Well, yeah, we we put the baby to sleep and then we we stay home, so for the most part. But once in a while, once in a while I get out. I actually haven't seen the Transformers movie yet. So <laughs> me that's that's how getting out of the house at night is for for me these days. But but yeah. I I made it to Wizard World, so. Yes, there you did. There you go. And well, you know you're always welcome, sir. Yeah. All right. Love the work. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jeffrey. We're now joined by DC exclusive writer and superstar of all Bob Evans everywhere, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Sean Peter. I heard, I heard the Bob Evans thing's kind of calming down. You're not yeah, going to Bob. Yeah, I'm not going so much anymore. Yeah, right? You know, you get you go through the whole menu, you know, 80 times, and you start to get a little tired of you it. Need a little change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little so they're, they're actually, they're going to be, I think they're going to be building a Max and Irma's nearby that oh. serves breakfast, so nice. I may be doing a little switch up. But no, I, I've been mostly having breakfast at home now. <laughs> oh, you're too busy writing. Yeah. You got, how many books are you doing now? 18. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you are... just, uh, I got Countdown, I got Teen Titans, and I've got Birds of Prey. And then I also have a special that's coming out in October, uh, Countdown Presents, The Search for Ray Palmer, Crime Syndicate. <gasps> Good hyphen, God. Hyphen, hyphen. Are you, who's doing art on that? 
Jamal Eigel. Oh, nice. Oh, it's really great. He's done the whole issue already. It looks gorgeous. Uh, is uh, is uh, Norton giving him some uh, pointers on the Atom? <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, I think Jamal's been given Norton pointers. Oh, oh. oh. Nice. nice. Well, hey, that's I mean, you're taking over a, a couple high-profile books that I mean, fans are are very passionate about Birds of Prey and. Teen Titans fans are, are notoriously passionate about that series. I'm not going to throw out the, is there a lot of pressure involved with that, but... Um, you know, just there? did, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, is there? You know, but but uh, so what's it like to take over two series like that that have, I think, very different um, fan bases? Right, from? well, um, with Titans, it felt like such a perfect fit for me that I never really fretted the fact that, you know, Jeff... Johns and obviously Mark Wolfman before him, you know, but Jeff in in this run has had a this huge celebrated run, and so so you do you know you do kind of concern yourself with the fact that that you're taking over for something that people have gotten really comfortable with, and and you worry a little bit, but but with Teen Titans, I you know it's not been. Uh, it's not been too terrible with Birds of Prey. However, you know, Gale's fans are are, are pretty uh, pretty rabid fans. Sure. I mean, they have rabies. They're quick, they're quick <laughs> to um, anger. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, I mean, I mean, that was Gale. Gale really took a series that was a good series oh, under yeah. Chuck Dixon, and she made it something even greater. And she really did something special with it, I think. And and so that in that you know in that case, I was I was really worried about it uh, because it's not a, the sort of book I'm typically known for, as opposed to Teen Titans with all the teenagers and the angst and the right. That seemed like know. a perfect fit for you. It was like it oh, feels yeah, like of it, course. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that like where Teen Titans was a no-brainer. Birds of Prey, they kind of needed to talk me into, and and uh, I mean I'm you know I enjoy the book, and 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 now that I'm working on it, I'm enjoying it. Um, I think once I got the first issue under my belt. A lot of that, a lot of the butterflies went away, I, yep. and they'll come back. I'm sure in December when the first issue comes out. <laughs> sure. Now, out of the uh, the whole Teen Titans cast, is there you know one character, or a couple characters that you're really looking forward to writing that that maybe other writers haven't uh, you know developed as much as you want? Well, to? Um, that other characters haven't developed. Actually, there's three of them really. There's there's uh, Miss Martian, who's pretty much a blank slate, uh, and then we have Kid Devil and Ravager, who've been around in the DCU for a while, but we haven't really done much with them um, since they joined the titans so one of the things i'm looking forward to doing is i'm going to spend some time showing what those three do when they're not with the teen titans what's their week like uh where do they live and with miss martian i'm going to give her a civilian identity and and have a lot of fun with her maybe take her to high school um (laughs) and uh and in terms of just the characters in general i'm really excited about wonder girl i was actually going to write a wonder girl series for dc before they offered me teen titans and uh and so I decided to to not do that anymore because the two books with, with her in it would have just been too much. Um, but now they're putting out a great uh, miniseries by Jay Torres and Sanford Green. Jay Torres, so, yeah. yeah, fantastic. You uh, you had mentioned in the DCU panel yesterday, a fan, somebody had asked about uh, Manhunter. And you had said maybe look for her in the uh, in Birds right. of Prey. Is there anything you yeah. can talk about with that as far as what you have planned for her? Um, I'm gonna um, maybe use her. I you know I mean we're just we're just not at that point yet. I'm the, for the whole first arc we're gonna be focusing on Oracle, uh, Misfit, Lady Blackhawk, and Huntress. Um, Misfit won't actually be one of the birds, but she's you know she's a main Part character in the book. Right. Um, and so the first arc will will deal with with those three, and then uh, and then after that we start to bring some others in uh, as needed. Actually, I think towards the end of the the first arc, which we're still we're still working some of this out. You know, mm-hmm. it's still like sure, half a year sure. away. Um, 
but uh, but Manhunter is probably the first one that we'll bring in. Okay. So, uh, uh, working the big event circuit with uh, Countdown, has that that series very different, I think, than any other event that's that's been laid out there. And, and just you know, it's weekly. You've got you know Paul Denny as as the the lead writer. What's the whole process been like with that? It's been actually really smooth. Um, basically, once a week. Uh, Paul Dini and Mike Carlin, and before him Mike Martz, they get on the phone with whoever the writer is that week and talk out the the issue with some basic notes brought out of the main document that Dini made. He made like this 100-page Bible, and so they pull out what they think will be in that issue, and then the writer, like say it's me, you know me and Paul and, and Mike will will talk it out, and maybe I'll have some ideas uh, for different ways to do things. And uh, and after that phone call, Dini punches out a beat sheet for the issue, and he has it, you know, within 24 hours. And then I get to work, and it's, it, I mean, it's great. He does a lot of the heavy lifting, to be frank. And and so my my job is to focus on the storytelling, and that's been a lot of fun. Do you ever get uh, how much of the other writers' process do you know? Are you ever like surprised by something in one of the issues that? You mean like by the by story stuff? Yeah, or? by like well, not necessarily story stuff, but like um, obviously the writers all kind of are going to have their own sort of flavor for how the characters are presented right. and like the way they talk and the way they deal no, with each other a little it's bit. It's not. It's actually we've all been pretty consistent with each other. Yeah. It seems. I mean, maybe that was on purpose. They picked people who are similar writers or something. Yeah. I, and maybe Paul's hand is you know his, his pimp hand is strong. I don't know. <laughs> um, Backhanded by Paul yeah. Dini. But uh, but no not not necessarily I mean you know I mean I guess you know I guess there are sometimes and I can't I couldn't give you a specific example now because a lot of that's just like a, a blur to me um, but there are definitely specific times where I go oh nice you know that's not how I would have yeah. how I would have done that and I wouldn't have thought of that and you know so uh, so it's it's cool to to read the other people's scripts and 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 you know collaborating but without directly collaborating it's kind of it's kind of neat. So it sounds like you're having a great time at DC so far, I'd imagine. I mean, it looks like things are just going great for you. I'm sorry. It, it sounds like you're having a great time at DC so far. Sounds talking like, to himself. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can ever hear me. I'm all, he's been muttering the whole time. Oh, I I've you. been talking the whole time. Nobody's paying attention. I've answered like seven questions, Sean. You haven't answered one of them. Whoops. No. Uh, I don't, and now I don't even remember what I was going to say. Having yeah, fun having in DC. Having a good time at DC. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems like you're having a good time at DC. I and, really am, yeah. yeah there uh, are a bunch of nice guys there, and uh, they've been treating me good. And and they want me to be doing some big stuff, and and that's uh, that's fine by me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, that long ago? It was you know, Gravity was what I knew. You know, Sean and, and Mike. And it's been really fun to to see the both of you in the last year really get put on some great books and. and get this great opportunity to tell some great stories and uh, congratulations well, thank you thanks um, uh, I have no other questions uh, Let's just tell us about Bob like Evans so, oh no, no. I'll tell you <laughs> it was like too much of an interview about Mike Norton oh yeah uh, really? so the inner secrets <laughs> what's your favorite costume you've seen so far <laughs> my favorite costume yeah, um, one that stick out there was this uh, white queen who was just uh, now she's not here anymore but there was a white queen she was, she was pretty cute a lot of poison ivies. <laughs> I saw one. There's one and right there too. Oh yeah. Yeah, the other one I saw looked a little too poison, but, oh. <laughs> but this one looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, Even I saw the white queen that looked more like a white king. Oh, <laughs> oh no. 
Oh, I think I've maybe seen that one. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, not she good. probably listens to the podcast and is like crying. Like, which no, one? Am I, am it's I the you, hot it's one? The other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Um, but yeah, I saw a nice uh, black canary and Batgirl walking around together. Those were good. Someone was telling me a story yesterday that uh, they saw someone dressed up like Poison Ivy and this other girl with her that obviously was dressed up like Black Canary. And a guy went up to her and was like, "Oh, let me take a picture." Yeah, it's a great Black Canary costume, and the girl's like, "I'm not dressed like Black Canary." <laughs> like that was just yeah. That's my normal. That's it. I wear Friday like fish outfit and like a blonde wig. And if I was that guy, I would say, "Yes, you are. You are dressed like that." <laughs> you just don't know. You don't know. You know what? That was Mike's mom. <laughs> oh God, I would. Yeah, so back to the dirt on Norton. <laughs> Mike, Mike's clean as a whistle. What do we got here? There's someone Support on Pokemon Intelligent Design. Sign about uh, Pokemon Intelligent Design. Evidence supporting Pokemon Intelligent Design. Pokemon evolution happens instantaneously and not over millions of years. Wow. As scientists this is claim. like a commentary on both. <laughs> interesting. Common interesting. geeks and uh, that's absolutely psychotics. Hey, God, I don't make, make no mistakes. So how's uh, how's the con experience changed for you over the last? How's what? How's the con experience changed for you <laughs> over the last year? <laughs> um, well, last year I didn't really do uh, any shows except for local ones, just because I needed a break from them. Yeah. Uh, but the change from last time around has been really different. I mean, I actually had lines. <laughs> people uh, want to see you. And yeah, yeah, people want me to sign stuff, and and they know who I am. Um, which is just, uh, yeah, it's a strange change of pace for me, but uh, it's a welcome one. I'm, I'm glad to finally be working on some stuff that people recognize. And, you know, actually, most since I only have, like, three DC books out now, most of the stuff that people have been coming up with has been Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Wow. And that's been really wonderful for me because um, because I loved writing that series, and it, and it broke my heart a little bit to leave it. And right. to see the to see the fans coming out for it uh, have you been uh, really some advice heart. to a Terry Moore how to, you know, take the series I, forward? I actually I actually got to meet him in San Diego, oh, and, awesome. and I was so excited that he's the guy taking over. I couldn't think of a better person to do it, but I told him if he ruins it, I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. I will end you, man. End you. <laughs> Here comes a naughty nurse. Like yeah, we're, we're, we're I'm sorry, we're I keep getting distracted by. by really getting distracted. He doesn't like the worst. The worst seat. He keeps getting distracted. Uh, what are we looking at? I can't see. Behind that guy long, with the ponytail. That guy sweet braided hair. Yeah, that sweet braided ponytail. Check it out. I got all this going down the back. Who is she supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. Sexy, Black Canary. Oh, you know the famous sexy nurse character in Justice League. She's supposed to be. That's a new Teen Titan character. You weren't aware of that? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Martian. Hey, that's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, that's not Miss Martian. Whoa, high what's that identity. dude with the blue hair? Oh Jesus. my. That's weird. Wow, she's uh, sultry. All kinds of weird stuff. That's uh, probably a manga character. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that could be. That's but what usually I they have a very. Like they have a, a giant sword. A big yeah. sword. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Spiky hair. A massive sword. I saw I saw a few of those people at, at San Diego, and I'm like, if you're going to pick a costume, why pick one with an accessory that you have to lug around yeah, the whole show? Giant sword. 30 pound foam sword. I, I saw a dude who was Punisher, and he had like a six foot rifle. 
he's uh, carrying around. I'm just like, why? You're you're just gonna carry that thing around I all like day. I carry a rifle around the convention, <laughs> and I and I just kind of talked, muttered to myself at the end of the uh, day. I'm second I'm a second amendment man. God damn. I'm the angel of destruction. God. The time of atonement is what at did hand. You say, what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> the dark side of what Sean McGeever. So did you figure out the uh, the uh, problems you were having with uh, inventory? Still, I can't. I really, yeah, I have a hard time hearing you for some were, reason. Were, did you figure out the inventory problems you were having with uh, 52? Uh, being able to, to put that into your database because it's it went backwards. Did you did you get find a solution for that yet? Oh, because <laughs> for countdown, yeah, yeah. no. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Countdown. It's um, it's um, zero one five one zero two five zero zero three four nine and on and on and on until the last one, which would be I guess like fifty one oh one. God, man. Wow. Way to go. <laughs> too, bad, too bad Scotty isn't here right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. What a nerd. nerd. Well, in my long box, I always get confused because I look at the numbers and then I put them in and then I'm like, wait. Now, what oldest goes in front and then the numbers get me all reversed and I just tip the box over. My and brain just away. melted. Well, I, I get confused because the big numbers on top, uh-huh. you know, but it's reverse counting, Order. which makes my I was really spin. confused at first because I, I wrote the first issue starting with the last panel of the last page and worked my way backwards because I thought that's what I was supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> but that didn't work out very well. Dark well, side kissing uh, Superman. How do I get How do I get to that point in the story? Now, <laughs> go, now go Way to give away the end, <laughs> son of a bitch. Damn it, Tom, that was a secret. Uh, speaking of other really... Uh, Dark Side loves Superman. I've never heard that before. God, you son of a... That's why he's got the rifle. The comic book entrepreneur, the... The oh, comic book mogul. Yes, I. You know, I had to. I had to let it die because the database was corrupted um, due to my due to my uh, kind of lazy uh, coding, I guess. Um, I rolled it out too quickly, and and since then I just haven't been able to go back and fix it. And it's been so many months now that I would just rather take the time to work on a new iteration of the whole game, but I just don't have the time unfortunately. Um, same thing I'm, I, I started a new version of my website around January and then I got real busy with Countdown and um, well, actually work. I got busy with Countdown starting in December. But, I actually tried uh, the, the comic book mogul and then I started to refer to it as the retailer's kangaroo court. <laughs> there was just like, no what the, I'm broke already. Yeah, I know. It was great. Everybody was going bankrupt Failure. all the time. It gave them a little bit of a taste yeah. You can just assume until it's fixed. Just assume you would have gone bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, that's just a matter of time. Just, yeah. yeah, just figure every two weeks, bankrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll yes, now, I had a lot of fun uh, designing that game, and I have a lot of good ideas for 2.0. Um, it's just a matter of taking the time to implement it. Um, and I think, I think honestly, I think it could be the kind of thing that you know I could make money on. So that makes me really want to do it. Because sure. I'm just a mercenary at heart. <laughs> counting. That's why I took the DC exclusive. Yeah, that's why. Just for the moolah. You've been counting page. money the whole time you've been talking yeah, to us. Yeah, down to <laughs> full wallet. Count down, <laughs> count down to count another down. steak meal for McKeever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Sean, 
it's always good to see at the cons. Uh, congratulations on all the, the the big announcements in the last year and, and how well you're doing at DC. Oh, it's thanks. I'm a big that, fan of your show. So uh, all that cash for... and the giant gold necklaces you're wearing yeah. here—it's just amazing. Yeah, the, all the, bling, the, the well, bling. Yeah, I've had to do a lot of neck exercises to be able to carry all this. But <laughs> I, I like the neck it. tattoo that says Sean Money McKeever. Right <laughs> especially like how I turned my Eisner into bling. That's the yeah. That's the best part. But as an earring, I don't know. One of your lobes is hanging. I need a second one to balance it out. Oh, Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Start campaigning. <laughs> Countdown. <laughs> Countdown to second Eisner. <laughs> oh, I should have him change the name to that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the show, oh, uh, and I've always wanted to be on. So so thanks for having me. Here you are. Oh, Thank thanks you. Thanks for talking you, to us. I love talking to you, Sean. Right, cool. All thanks, right. man. Yep. We're uh, now joined by the president of the Hero Initiative, Mr. El Presidente. Hey guys, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hi right, Jim, how you doing? Doing well. Feet are a little bit tired. It's a convention. Yep. I, I think I have most of my voice, not all of it, but all in all, I'm feeling pretty good. I we, had a hot dog, so yeah, I had, I had the a, blood sugar up. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I had a nice seven dollar turkey sandwich earlier. Ooh, yeah, what a bargain! Very man. tasty. Yeah. They give you mustard with that, or no? Nope. I had I had some lettuce uh, and a nasty looking pickle. No mustard. No <laughs> nothing else. Mayonnaise. I like the pickle unless it's nasty looking. It was kind of nasty. It's, I, I, I eat it anyway. I was starving, so didn't matter. You ate the whole goddamn thing. I ate the whole goddamn. <laughs> Thing. Hey, you paid your seven bucks, man. Yeah. Well, I here, paid seven dollars instead. Better nourished. A lot of roughage there. Yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, was that in coins or bills? Both. <laughs> Both. We're at uh, Saturday. We're we're getting close to the close of the Saturday of the show. Are we already? Yeah, it's uh, wishful thinking. Wishful yeah. thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the the first half of the day, as we like to call it. Um, you know, Hero uh, always has a great presence here in Chicago. And you know, tell us a little bit about what you guys had going at this show, and uh, and some of the stuff that you have coming up. Well, the two biggest things we got going at the show are Paul Jenkins and the Ultimate Spider-Man 100 book. We've never done it before, but we actually brought a pool table into the convention center. We have Paul challenging fans. Get to play him for thirty bucks a game. We have some great prizes you can win if you actually beat Paul. We've got original art, we've got CGC graded books, all sorts of stuff like that. And Paul is both a great, fun, carnival barker kind of guy and an amazing pool shooter. So it's definitely different. It's something you usually don't see at a convention, but people have really been responding very well. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for us. And it's something that's totally different. Uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man book debuts this weekend at this convention. We had 100 different artists do an original cover on Ultimate Spider-Man number 100. We auction off the original and after 100 auctions, we grossed about $81,000 on those, which wow, is wonderful. Wow. And now Marvel has collected it into a book for us. So we have it here at the convention. Soft covers are available at 10 bucks. The hard covers are 25 and they've been flying, absolutely flying. It's a great book. Practically every Spider-Man artist ever is in this. We got John Romita Sr., John Romita Jr., George Perez, Adam Kubert, Andy Kubert. You name it, man. They're in there. It's yeah. If you have a favorite artist, chances are they're in this book. Um, for for those that aren't going to be able to be at the convention, where can they get the Ultimate uh, Spider-Man 100? Uh, our friends over at Dynamic Forces are handling single copy fulfillment via the internet. So just go to dynamicforces.com. Both the books, the hardcover and the softcover, will be available there. Hardcover might not be available for too long, though. It's a limited edition, only 1,000. And the way they've been selling, I don't think the hardcovers are going to last very long. No, no. That's uh, if they make it through the weekend. 
and I, I may be surprised. That would be a happy problem to have. That, absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, we kind of jumped over it for the very few people that don't know what HERO is. Can you um, break down what you guys do? Long story short, the HERO Initiative is a federally chartered charitable organization that helps out a lot of the old-time guys in the comics business. You come to an event here like Wizard World Chicago and you just see how big comics is and, and really the penetration it has into all of our lives and just how massive this business is. And that business was created by and large through the efforts of a lot of guys back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s who really weren't particularly well compensated for what they did. They had no ownership, they weren't paid royalties. As freelancers, there was definitely no pension, no retirement plan or anything like that. So a lot of the guys who really created this amazingly rich landscape, you know, that we all now get to live on, a lot of them are up there in age. Some of them might have medical or financial difficulties that they can't handle themselves. So we're a charitable organization that steps in and helps them when they need it. We've been around for about seven years, and we've been able to help out over 40 creators and their families with over a quarter million dollars worth of aid. So we've really been able to help people a lot. We've been able to change people's lives for the better. We've actually been able to save people's lives in some cases. That's outstanding. And, and I think we talked about it off uh, off micro. You do it, and you have fun doing it, and you see that at the booth. Absolutely. I mean, my thought is, uh, I, I don't want to be the guy with the pencil cup, you know, saying alms for the poor, alms for the poor, give me a dollar. Um, I, I'd like to be able to provide, I, I really believe that everything in life is a two-way street. You give as you get, you get as you give. And I like, on a consumer level, to say to Joe Fan, no, I don't, no, I'll take your five bucks if you want to give it to me, but look, here's a product, here's something we have for sale. Here's an experience where you can play pool against Paul Jenkins. Here's the Ultimate Spider-Man book. So, I'm a huge believer in providing value when people are providing us value. When they're giving us their money, I want to give them something fun and something cool in return. That's it. What's uh, coming up with uh, Hero in the near future? Uh, a lot more conventions. We've really been hitting the convention circuit hard and heavy. And the next convention for us, I believe, is going to be Baltimore, which is early September. I think it's September 8th and 9th. We've actually got another really interesting thing going on there. There's a comic fan by the name of Michael Finn. And Michael's been going around to conventions for the past several years with backing boards, getting three-minute sketches from artists. He'll give them a backing board and say, hey, man, do me a sketch in three minutes. You wouldn't think somebody could really do something nice in three minutes, but it really puts the artist in a different mindset, and he gets a lot of really incredible things. So after doing this for a couple of years, Michael decided he wanted to do something cool with all these, so he decided to donate them all to the Hero Initiative. Outstanding. And we also took a look at it and said, wow, there's a bunch of amazing art from a bunch of great artists, so we're publishing a book as well. We'll have a new 112-page book that'll be out in time for the Baltimore Comic Con. So, much like we're debuting the Ultimate Spider-Man book here in Chicago, the three-minute sketchbook is going to be a new product we'll have for Baltimore. And also, Michael will have all the originals there, and we'll be auctioning off a lot of the original art as well at the Baltimore Comic Con. Outstanding. Fantastic. Great. Well, Jim, it's always a pleasure. You guys have been so great working with us, and we love working with you guys. And uh, continued success with Hero because it really is important, and it's it's the easiest charity for us to get behind because what you guys do is um, it's important, it's needed, and it's appreciated. Well, thank you very much. Always nice to hear that. And uh, yeah, you know, you're right. We work hard, uh, but we try to have a heck of a lot of fun while we're doing it, guys. Got it. All right. Thank you, brother. Have a great con. Thanks. Thanks. 
right, we're now joined by uh, Ape Entertainment. Not Ape. all of them, but uh, but but several of them. Several it's, of them. This is actually take two of this uh, of this talk. So <laughs> thanks for coming back, guys. We appreciate it. Oh, we lost the first one. The lost broadcast. Technical difficulties to start the show, but was, uh, we have so a, witty and funny that time. <laughs> Watch them go. We've got Dave Hitchcock, Brent Irwin, and from Serial and Pajamas, Mike Jungblue. Julie. So guys, welcome aboard. Thank, Thank you. you very much for having us again. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, so we, since we have the talent here, let's uh, let's start with cereal and pajamas. And uh, been hearing a lot about this uh, this anthology. But tell you what, why don't you tell us about it, Mike? Um, it is eleven short stories that are inspired by Saturday mornings and getting up early and going down in your pajamas with a big bowl of cereal and just getting lost in the world that you watch on TV. And we wanted to do that, but with a little bit more of a grown-up sensibility. So we decided, let's all get together, let's do a book, and uh, see what happens. And luckily, Ape was willing to take the ride with us. Who are, uh, who are some of the creators that have been involved in the in the book? See, that's not fair, because I'm going to forget somebody. And uh, <laughs> just, hey, several question. very talented. Several talented creators. Uh, the, I'll say the guys that are here, so that mm-hmm. I can at least say them. We have uh, Ray Height from Protostar. We have Matt Dyer and Chris Tamlin of Blinds. We have uh, Jamie Snell of Terrafor, Tim Kelly of Bunny Man, Ian Seneff of Boohoo. I'm going to forget somebody. Jeff. And Jeffrey Cruz of Among the Trees. So a good portion of the guys are already here. It's great. Nice. Now, um, cereal pajamas available now? Uh, available very shortly. Okay. It'll be in stores in about two, possibly three weeks, but it's been available as an exclusive at the show. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. In the cereal box. In a nifty cereal Very, box. very swanky. Yeah, yes. Very so, nice. Yeah. So, you know, since you can talk bad about them now, because I'm going to ask you what it's been like to work with Abe. Um, as Brent gives you the evil stare. Uh, it's been good. It's been good. They've, like I said, we really kind of came to him and said, guys, this is the art we want to do. This is the book we want to do. We don't really have much else to say that we can do it, but trust us. And they said, all right, well, here's your deadline. If you can meet it, then we trust you. And we met it, and since then, it's just been great. And, I mean, they've really fostered us and let us do what we want to do, which is wonderful. All right. Sounds You couldn't ask for more. (laughs) Except for the $20, you know. I couldn't imagine a better experience. Well, Ape Entertainment, you know, we... We've been impressed with you guys since you started putting books out. You know, it's a, there's a definite stamp of quality on the book, so you can always be you know, assured that what you're going to get may not even be your your taste genre-wise, but it's going to be a quality product. And you know, we've been impressed by books like you know, The Black Coat and Athena Voltaire. Um, going back up, uh, Horwood. You know, Brent Schoonover and the, and the, and the guys. The trade's um, available this month, actually. There you go. Yes, it is. <laughs> not only is the trade available, but if I can digress for a moment longer. We've got a really cool additional uh, item in previews this month. You can get the Horwood trade paperback with a DVD that has two movies that inspired the book as well as um, some video commentary from the creators themselves and a couple other little special features in the DVD. How the heck really did you guys cool pull, little package. How did you pull off being able to to put movies uh, in there? Uh, they're, they're public, public um, domain. Public domain. Ah, oh, brilliant. They're, they're high quality. Great. It's a great package. Cool. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of white, white noir films that are all public exactly. domain and sure. they're great. They're, I mean, they're great yeah. movies. And it's stuff that you've probably heard of but maybe you haven't seen or never seen. 
So it's good stuff. Great package. Sign me up for that one. Uh, another kind of multimedia experience that uh, that we've heard about is the uh, the Solon Gray. Yeah, we've got the uh, Solon Gray trade paperback. Uh, when's that, Brent? That's going to be out in uh, November, I believe. Uh, end of October. I'm sorry. Yeah, end of October, and it's going to come with a soundtrack uh, of, that has uh, basically a score of uh, techno, uh, like industrial kind of music that, that kind of suits the mood of the book. And you can sit back and you can read the trade paperback and listen to the cool mood music while you're doing it. Music to read by. Exactly. Yeah. Tailor, tailor made it's to read the by. It's the entertainment experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so thing, you know, we, we talked uh, we talked earlier about you guys are kind of to the point as publishers where we're seeing a lot of these great series that came out as individual issues are now available in trade and it's been it's been great I think for, for books like The Black Coat to, to get that second crack at at readers and I think that people once the trades came out really started to find out what these series were about. Yeah. Um, what what are some of the, the traded collections for series that you guys have, have worked for or worked on? Well, like I said, we have Black Coat out. Uh, we have the Athena Voltaire web trade, which collects all the material that was online. Uh, currently in previews, we have uh, the Horrorwood trade, which we spoke about, uh, the Sullen Gray trade coming up the following month, and Nightmare World, which is the first issue which came out, and then the remaining issues that are all going to be collected in one book. Yeah, we decided to put a ghost trade trade with the book. Just right. It read better that way, and after some talks with the uh, creative, we decided to go that route. That's actually available in previews right now as well. Fantastic. Now, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the other uh, lead apes isn't here, uh, Mr. Kevin Freeman, and uh, we've got to talk about his book a little bit because I didn't forget to talk about it the first time that we <laughs> recorded this. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Subculture is is out issues one and two. Well, issue two is de- debuting at the show, and it'll be in stores within the next week or two. And uh, you know, Subculture is kind of uh, you know a funny a funny look at at the geek culture that we all. It's a part of every one of us in in one way or another, and 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 uh, Kevin and Stan Yan have really put together a funny a funny look at you know this culture that we're all a part of. Yeah, it's been getting some good reviews, and I think the the reviews that haven't been giving it good you know haven't been so great. They've kind of been focusing on the fact that Kevin's kind of using stereotypes, but. As I was saying before, it's not really stereotypes when you look around the, the con, it's archetypes. I think right? he's been kind of kind, actually. He's been very kind. Well, I mean, yeah, I, actually, the, the only character in the book who's kind of miserable is the lead character, and he's the only one that hasn't really embraced his inner geek, you know? No. So the, the guys that do embrace it, they're having a great time. You guys are set up here at uh, Wizard World Chicago again, and I know uh, last year at Chicago you had a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, anything uh, special? We can always look forward to something from you guys. Different kind of can't hear me. Nobody can hear me. I, my throat is so. He's asking what we got coming up and misadventures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a. We're we're, we're starting to pre- premiere a, a brand new book called Misadventures of Clark and Jefferson. Okay. Which uh, you know I brought a little postcard. Tom or Chris saw it earlier. That is awesome. And the postcard, I I know it's like radio, but that's just like interior art that you're looking at right there. Oh, nice. So you can go to apecomics.com and check that out. We'll have a preview of almost the entire first issue up. Whose art is this? Who is it? 
Don't. Jay Carvajal is the writer, and Mark Borstel is the artist. He does pencils, inks, and colors. Wow. And, and he's an amazing guy. He's very talented. And just so you guys know, all four issues of that book are already done. It will ship on time. And you can order it at the end of this month. In the you guys preview. are putting stuff in the can now before, before you release them. Yeah, we had some problems with Athena Voltaire and Black Coat. Right. But I think everything's pretty much ironed out now. I mean, one of the things that we're doing moving forward with all the projects that we have is all, all creative notes. Everything is to be 100% complete before we even solicit the first issue. So you pretty much, if you know it's going to be in previews moving forward, you know you're going to see all the issues of the book on time. Great. Yeah. I hate picking favorites because I mean you guys put out you know so so many quality books. Right now I am totally in love with White Picket Fences. It's just you know from from the writing to the art, it is such a fun book. Uh, you know my uh, some people ask me about it. It's, it's Leave It to Beaver meets War of the Worlds. Yeah, I think that's a great description. Yeah. And it is it is such a fun you know like you know Stand by Me type group of friends that just happen to be you know in the middle of an alien invasion yeah, in an exactly. alternate reality earth yeah, yeah. yeah it's I a great it. little book I, the, and we actually that's a good example of a book that we made sure was complete before we solicited the first issue so issue three is actually debuting here in Chicago and it'll be in its bookstores in about two weeks so it's outstanding I know so actually from our side of things one of the big reasons we even wanted to do our book with them was we saw that and we were like these guys have it man these guys already have this wonderful book that totally spoke to us so I mean I think that's a great book beyond that is bringing in more creators I mean it's beautiful it is it is yeah. Michael Ferreter incredible talent you, I know can you lock people up to exclusives. That's one to. That's a guy to handcuff, man. You gotta gotta keep hold of him. I, I love don't like Mike to talk Ford. too much about him because Marvel and DC are gonna pay too close attention to these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, who? No, he's he's great. <laughs> no, he deserves, he deserves all the success that he gets. Yeah. guy's not incredibly talented. You know, very hard worker. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like he's at the right place because that's uh, that's how I hear you guys described quite a bit. I mean, you have a real passion for comics, and you know, nobody nobody gets into this game to. Uh, to become, you know, multi-million dollar moguls. You guys do this because you love I did. It. That's yeah. why I'm here. The work That's why I podcast. That's yeah. why I'm here. Podcasting is where the real money is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're jealous. No, but, uh, hey, you guys, <laughs> I think of that. always yeah. a pleasure to, uh, to talk to the Ape guys. We always look forward to seeing you. It's uh, an, another another Wizard World. Chicago is about in the in the bag. Uh, um, other conventions coming up for you where where people will be able to uh, to check out the product. We're um, definitely doing Baltimore, right? Baltimore Comic Con, and then we're going to do. The, I think the next one after that, we're, we're discussing Wizard Texas still, but probably for sure New York Comic Con. Yeah, will definitely. be will be we'll uh, see you in April. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully, it won't be so cold this year. It's a little chilly last <laughs> year. Not that we're not used uh, to that. Yeah, I want to bring a jacket this time, actually. <laughs> and, was a kind of a, yeah, and a scarf. Yeah, forget the scarf. It's a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, I'm going to New York in February. I wonder if I should dress warm. <laughs> AccuWeather.com lied to me. But we found you that scarf. We did find a hoodie. I love New York. I still... I love New York. New York. I love New York. <laughs> My hoodie said so. All right, guys. Any, anything? Uh, yeah, anything I wanna, else to wear? I want to give a quick shout out to the Bizarre New World guys. They're actually oh, they're actually here at this show too, and we're debuting the last issue of that book. Issue three is out right now. Now one will be in stores in about two weeks. I know a lot of people love that book, so just want you to know that book's coming real quick. Um, best place to find everything. Ape. ApeComics.com. 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 Ape 
Only one time. <laughs> you can edit out the other. ApeComics.com that I said. Performing previews, go to Ape Comics, and uh, you know it's one thing we don't get to say this very often. It's a publishing company that everything they put out is worth a look. So Thanks, Chris. Uh, it's a stamp. All right, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope we won't have to take three. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, have a great rest of your con, and uh, and we'll we'll see you soon. You too, guys. Right, thanks, thanks guys. All right, thanks, Mike. Uh, yes. Cereal and pajamas. Check it out. Yes, yes. Oh, and actually, I want to give Scotty gave us an awesome intro too. So thank oh, you, Scotty. Yeah, yeah Scotty. Oh, thanks. Wow. That was Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, that will uh, wrap up the the interviews on the floor. We're gonna. Go over a few uh, oh. a few things, uh, thoughts and feelings. Oh, I'm feeling tired. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm general feeling. General feeling is feeling. fatigue. Yes, uh, exhaustion. Um, the, the big news, I guess, out of the show. Um, uh, Mark Miller and uh, Hitch are going to be on, uh, on right. Fantastic Four starting in January. I'm sure everybody we heard about it on Thursday. <laughs> I had a few things from the Cup of Joe panel uh-huh. that uh, that one of our listeners was kind enough to uh, write down some notes. He went to it and wrote down some notes for us. Uh, there's going to be uh, an Iron Man Doctor Doom. Uh, looks like Mini from David McLean. Uh, Ultimates 3 will be in December. Annihilation Conquest villain in November. I don't know what that note means. Uh, After Smash was announced, which is the third part of the Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk, Hulk Planet Hulk yeah, trilogy. Um, the Spider-Man One Last Day will be followed by, uh, or One More Day will be followed by Brand New Day, uh, featuring Dan Slott, Zeb Wells, Paul, uh, Paul Jimenez, uh, McNiven, and more. Alex Ross was turning to Marvel in 2008. Uh, they wouldn't name the project, but unannounced the pi- project. Unannounced project, but they showed a picture, a Ross uh, painting of Cap uh, with like fire behind him. So don't know what that that means exactly. Turn Captain America. Uh, you know what happened? Captain America and hell. Somebody <laughs> asked about if Marvel had any plans to copy the image slimline dollar ninety nine format, and they mm-hmm. said no. Okay. Uh, Mark, Why? Because Mark, there's no ads. I guess. Mark <laughs> Miller and uh, Brian Hitch on FF. Uh, He's also working on a project with Tommy Lee Edwards, correct? Oh, yes, on... Um, 1985. 1985, which is a sort of sequel to Secret Wars, kind of, but it's about all the villains and stuff. Uh, so that, that sounds kind of interesting. Uh, there will be a follow-up to Silent War. They, didn't, they don't have a name for it yet. Uh, Amazing will have small story... Amazing Spider-Man will have small stories... Uh, like backup stories that will connect into year-long arcs. Okay. Um, Starting to close in on how that's going to work. Ant-Man will be picked up by a surprising writer after number 12. Really? So yeah, Ant-Man's so Ant-Man, gonna, Ant-Man is going to continue, around, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Uh, keep an eye on Gambit in the Messiah Complex, they hinted. Oh, Tom's excited now. Yeah, oh, whatever. Ed, <laughs> Ed, Ed be evil or something. Uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed McGinnis uh, uh, has a Hulk story in Marvel Comics Presents. So we were just talking about Ed McGinnis, you know, not, not a whole lot of production. Uh, and the final image of the panel, which had a lot of people uh, going crazy, was um, a, a picture of Spider-Man uh, and or Spider-Woman and Iron Man, sort of in a kissing embrace. 
Uh, she was hanging upside down in, in, in Iron Man. Wait, what's Spider-Woman? Black uh, and white or red no, 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 yellow? No, no, uh, no. Drew. Uh, Jessica okay. Drew. Jessica Drew? Yeah. Like There's too many Spider-Women out in a, there. In a kissing embrace sort of thing. So they wouldn't really say what it was or anything, but... Uh, yeah, that was the big. So that was mostly from Cup of Joe. Other than that, at the, they had a Mondo Marvel panel yesterday. There wasn't a whole lot of news I, I think that came out of it or anything. But uh, well, you just you just came out of the uh, the Warner Brothers. Yes, uh, the panel? super secret hush hush uh, double yeah. secret super agent secret. double secret probation uh, panel. They made T-shirts for it. They had uh, <laughs> announced uh, yesterday at uh, the DCU uh, panel. That uh, there was going to be Warner Brothers was coming and it was going to be a secret uh, panel and everybody figured it was about the Dark Knight movie and uh, they gave out starting this morning at 10 o'clock you had to get in line and get a band uh, armband uh, in order to get into it uh, and I was able to luckily enough not have to do that and I got into it anyway uh, and it was basically and all the noise you're hearing right now I think are people yelling and screaming. Oh, is, it, is that? Um, but anyway, it was it was a Dark Knight panel, and it uh, featured Christopher Nolan, David Goyer, uh, um, Gary, Oldman. Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, and uh, um, Christian Bale were all uh, in attendance, and the crowd was going crazy about all that. Um, and then basically it was a huge Q&A. They, they kind of just introduced themselves and said a little bit, and uh, I thought... Uh, um, Christopher Nolan was really interesting. He, uh, his brother, who's working on the film with him, uh, who, who I think co-wrote the script, uh, Jonah Nolan, uh, lives lived in Chicago for many years. Oh, great. And Christopher Nolan used to come and visit him all, a lot in the summers, and so he really loved Chicago, and he was really happy that this time around, because in the first film they were only, they were only able to shoot here for like three weeks, and this time like around, yeah, they've been here for months, and he's really loved it, and and just loves the city and, and everything. So that went over big, and then uh, uh, Bale was uh, funny. He he um, just you know was talking about how he loves uh, the character, and and he just is sort of honored to be able to, to reprise the the kick ass or no ass kicking Superman or ass kicking superhero as he called it. So. Um, and Gary Oldman got probably the biggest response of anyone on the panel. People were just going nuts for him. Uh, and, you know, he's awesome. So Eckhart came out and sort of uh, gave the crowd a... Uh, he put his f- hand between his face to do sort of like a two-face, you know, thing. And so, and then they did a big Q&A, and, and uh, they were... I guess they were having a... They said a surprise at the end. So I would imagine some footage or a trailer or something, but I didn't stick around for it. I, I decided to... Cool. To ditch on that, I, there was a huge line of people waiting to ask questions, yeah. uh, and I was just like, I, I, I got to get back here and yeah. finish up, wrap before, up, yeah. So, so that was it. It's kind of cool. I mean, it was neat to uh, to see those guys uh, close up because I was actually I was <laughs> it was funny. A friend of mine came by and said, Hey, they're they're you know if you want to get in, I, you know come come with me. So that's I ran with her, and uh, and we were actually like almost we were in the front row off to the side of the stage. So I was pretty close to the. Oh, awesome. See, so you didn't have to wait in line at all. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I got right in. I didn't have to wait in line or anything. But well, as as this is uh, Saturday and things are winding down. They're turning Saturday, the lights off. Turning on the us. lights out. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you uh, have to stop drinking, but you, you yeah, can't drink can't, here. Can't drink here. Um, 
kind of just thoughts on the con. It's it's been what three days for us now. Yeah. Tomorrow's Sunday, the last day, and uh, um, we're not we'll going to in for that for a little bit. But this is kind of going to wrap up. Yeah, we're not going to record anything. I think on it. Um, uh, Tom, thoughts thoughts on the show in general? You have right. time? <laughs> it's all right. okay. Yeah. Not any big news. No, there wasn't a whole lot of announcements. I thought guest-wise, it was a little weak overall compared to like the last couple of years. I think we're still seeing the San Diego effect. Yeah. And next year, whenever it's in late June, I think Chicago will be maybe, um, maybe, a maybe a little bit bigger show. Um, Artist Alley, I thought was good. I thought Artist Alley was was excellent, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Met a lot of listeners, and thanks right. to everybody that came up and said hi, and, and uh, we got to hang with a little bit and, and all that. So. Do you think because I said it was just all right, Wizard isn't going to give us uh, yeah. a, yeah, ta- a table next year? Probably, yeah. You, you probably just ruined it. the men's bathroom. But that might be a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> just for us on a personal yeah. level. Yeah, we we should get yeah. one other one other person's opinion here. You're talking about artist Alley. Our, yeah, I was just talking about artist, artist Alley. Did you just find some random person? Is this a live microphone? Yes, oh, cool. it is on. It is on. <laughs> what are we talking hot, about, hot artist Alley? What about artist? No, Alley? we're just kind of doing a wrap up of the show and uh-huh. what we thought about it. Yeah, we said it was, you know, it was solid. It was, it was a good good yeah, it's, show. it's um this is second year in a row. I've been way at the back against this the back is, uh, wall. B, B Claymore, by the way. And uh, I'm with Tony Moore. Jeremy Hahn over there, and I we it's awesome. I mean, we I've sold tons of stuff. People coming by looking for books that apparently they can't find in their comic shops, but uh, <laughs> sold uh, the Battle Hymn trade paperback, which we had here last year. It's just, I mean, I sold out of everything I had earlier today. So, oh, awesome. Um, well, you should, it's a good book. Well, I thanks, but that that rarely has anything to do with sales, so I'm not yeah. sure what's going on, <laughs> but uh, it's been great. I mean, I don't know, I think you know. Were you like passing your opinions of the setup, or just in general how the day's been? Yeah, just kind of just kind of the general feel of the show. It's uh, I know guys, you know, there's like a, a separate section of Artist Alley that they opened up last year that's kind yeah. of off to the side, and I think it's trickier for those guys. And they don't get the traffic, but um, it's been I can't complain. The last two years I've set up here, it's just been fantastic, you know. So awesome. it's been been a good show so far. Very cool. And then uh, um, some news on your side. Uh, I think Atomic Revolver is, is yeah, officially they, been announced. Yeah, we announced Your the little uh, think tank. Yeah, me and uh, artists Jeremy Hahn, Tony Moore, Jason Latour, and then writers Jason Aaron and Seth Peck uh, kind of formed a virtual studio uh, where we pool our resources. We're building a website and a group blog. Um, we're all doing different stuff for different companies, and we're all friends. We've got similar sensibilities, so it's kind of an attempt for us to uh, kind of have not so much a group identity as just sort of... Um, like I said, share resources. Let people who you know, people who enjoy Jason's Vertigo work may not be familiar with Hawaiian Dick or stuff like that, and vice versa. And um, you know, we're all doing more and more stuff for different companies, DC and Marvel. And um, since we hang out together all the time anyway, we thought it, it makes sense yeah. to kind of band together and yeah. do make the, uh, the, uh, the bar tabs a write-off. Yeah, <laughs> bar tab. What? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, uh, so are you guys are, are you using it more just to sort of promote the work you're you're all currently doing separately? Or are you planning on doing anything together? Well, actually, we are. Uh, we've just, we're going to do an anthology together. Um, that I've already I already mentioned Derek Stevenson at Image um, about doing it doing it there maybe next summer. And the idea is Tony Moore and I are doing a story together, and then Jason Aaron and Jason Latour are doing a story together, and then Jeremy Hahn and Seth Becker are doing a story together, and we're right. we're each doing original concepts. Uh, unrelated to each other, but um, uh, and, and I, we're kind of 
we're kind of letting each group work on their own without sharing a whole lot of stuff about it. And uh, um, Tony and I are, are kicking around. Uh, we're going to do kind of a crazy period action adventure thing with it. And, and, and really, it'll just be it'll be a self-contained story. But the idea is, if people like it, you know, maybe we can do something with, with the character down the line. So, well. Um a couple project years that, that I'm interested in. Hawaiian Dick yeah. going monthly. Yeah, we're... Uh, woo we're Yeah, gonna, it's very excited. We're going to debut the new Hawaiian Dick book in November. And um, it's it's going to be an ongoing. And I think what we'll probably end up doing is like four issues monthly and maybe take a month off and then do a two-issue arc and a month off and then four issues. Um, I mean, we'll let kind of the production dictate that, but we don't want to fall behind in scheduling and uh, uh, we want to make sure we're okay. Scott Chandler is doing the art and he... Um, he recently did the first Tech Jansen comic for Oni, and he did a book called Northwest Passage uh, for Oni. Stephen Griffin, the original Hawaiian Dick artist, who's been nominated for three Eisner's for his color on that book, is going to be coloring it, doing the covers, doing the awesome. production. And he's also going to be, I think, writing and drawing a backup story of his own that'll run throughout it, so he's still involved. Um, and, you know, with luck, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we've kind of got a backlog of stuff because we wanted to make sure we ship on time and everything, so we should be all right with that. Well, the first two trades are amazing. Well, thanks. Um, uh, most of the reason they're amazing is because Stephen Griffin just went to town like crazy doing extra uh, features and drawings and just, you know, design work and stuff. Um, but, yeah, they've been real popular. We just, in fact, the first trade just went out of print. We sold out of that, but we'll be reprinting that. I bought the last one. What's that? <laughs> I yeah. bought the yeah, last one. Right? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, eBay, eBay, that's it. <laughs> we'll probably go back to print. Um, talking to Image, I think maybe to coincide with like the second issue of the new series, because obviously I'd like to have it all out there for people to, to look at. So. Now, like two years ago, uh-huh. you teased me with this ash can of 76. <laughs> yeah, still, 76 right now, I think, will debut in, in January, probably. We were originally looking at December, but again, it's a case of wanting to make sure we have our ducks in a row. And it's basically, it's, it's, it's not a flip book, but there's two stories in this book. One is Jackie Karma, and he's a seven, 1976-era street fighter in New York City. And he and his partner, Marcus King, uh, the short of it is they were street fighters in the 60s, like young, idealistic hippies, and they retired. And now they're coming out of retirement in 1976 to deal with uh, sort of a drug dealer, pimp guy who they dealt with back in the day. And there's all this intrigue involved, and it's, uh, it introduces them and their cast of characters. And then the other story in the book, and that's with an artist named Ed Tatum, who uh, is just a phenomenal young artist. Um, and then the other story in the book is called Cool. It's written by Seth Peck, who's doing a book called Sorrow with Rick Remender right now. And it's drawn by just a phenomenal young Canadian artist named Ty Walker. And that's about two bounty hunters named Pete and Leon in Los Angeles in 1976 who have to deal with a uh, drug-dealing dwarf, uh, an ex-porn star hitman, and a stripper who's got a stolen briefcase full of money. And uh, it's, it's the, the story that Seth and Ty are doing, is just, it's like a fantastic, it's like better than a Tarantino movie on paper, so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun watching that. It's going to be eight issues, so essentially the two stories will combine to be like two separate four-issue miniseries, but they'll be in one book since they're the same. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying not to think about it, the level of expectation that well, I, I mean, have I don't know. It's, now. It's, it's kind of a niche thing, and you know, I mean, if, if it's if you like the action genre and you're you're hip to the funky '70s, I can't wait. Um, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So with uh, uh, with uh, the fact that you sold out of all the battle hymn trades to you know this weekend, any chance we're going to see some more battle hymn? Um, I actually, if any, I actually have 
yeah, I got to go to the trunk and get more of those. But um, Jeremy and I have talked about doing, uh, we've plotted a one-shot, like a 64-page one-shot that takes place like four or five years after the Battle Hymn story, uh-huh. starring the Midnight Hour, who's one of the characters who survives Battle Hymn. And Spoilers. We, well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, who but knows? he is in the sequel, so... Um, <laughs> We, we plotted it, and we actually kind of started getting work on it, but then he started doing more work with Marvel. He's doing a new Excalibur right. run, and, and I started doing stuff with... I'm doing some stuff with DC, and I started doing more of my other stuff. And I think if I can get the script done soon, then um, Jeremy will probably... <laughs> Jeremy will probably slowly uh, do pages as he has time. And I think he's going to do a story for the next Postcards anthology. Uh, I don't know oh, great. Oh, yeah, Post- sure. Postcards, sure. too. So we're... He and I are seemingly the greatest know, stories ever told. For whatever reason, people um, <laughs> seem to like us working together. So uh, we're actually we're talking to people about doing a particular license property, and we're we've got a couple other higher profile things that we may end up doing together too. So it's you know it's, awesome. it's good. The D- DC work that you mentioned, can you can you talk to that at all? Or well, the first thing I'm doing is a is a story arc in JSA Confidential. Um, with uh, a Canadian artist named Ramon Perez, who I've known for years, who's just a phenomenal talent, who has primarily done a lot of just freelance and gaming stuff, and um, he does a comic strip called Butternut Squash. Squash. Oh, online. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've and seen he, that. And he draws, and um, when you know, when when my editor kind of asked me what I had, and we talked about what kind of art style we had in mind for it and everything, I I knew Ramon would be perfect for it, and uh, they they were gracious enough to let him. Uh, come come on board with me, and it's just it is phenomenal looking stuff. I mean, if people aren't impressed with what Ramon's doing, you know, then they're wrong. So, um, <laughs> they're stupid. The, uh, what character are you going to spotlight? I guess it's, we're doing a Wildcat story. Oh, and the idea with more st- Wildcat stories. Well, I know there's always, been, always I more. Can't have, I can't have enough of them though. So keep doing <laughs> I will say the, the idea with the story is kind of to set it up, sort of kind of get into the character a little more and kind of establish where, you know, like where he might go from here, sort of, you know, like... Find back him. into the ring. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, back on the streets or whatever. Um, so it was... It's. I, I don't think it's so much a throwaway story. It's kind of a thing you might look at as sort of a, maybe a directional pointer for where Wildcat might go from here, so... And that's... that's I've got something else I've done, and I'm talking about doing more stuff, but that's all kind of still... Rumor and innuendo yeah, at this yeah, point. So. <laughs> I say... Working with DC so far has been fantastic. Um, it's Good. just been uh, Mike Siglain is the editor I'm dealing with, and he's fantastic. And I met with Dan and Jan, Dan Padillo and Jan Jones earlier, and they're just really easy to get along with. How can you not be excited working for those two guys? I mean, well, the guys, Jan, Jan's a girl, but I mean, yeah. they're just so seem so passionate about what they're doing. And well, well, I've known Jan for years just through. She was a Hawaiian Dick fan, and she I, she, I would run into her at cons all the time, and she would always be enthusiastic about it, you know. Right. And, um, and that's kind of how we formed any kind of a relationship. And, um, you know, she kind of started looking for people that she was a fan of, that she had known. And I was just one of those guys who she said was nice to her at a con. But how could you not be nice to her? You know? I mean, but, um, and she likes my work, and, and I was appreciative of that. So she asked me if I'd like to do stuff there. And I, like I said, so far, I, I, I mean, it's been way smoother than a lot of situations I've had to deal with editors and work for hire and stuff, so. Yeah, well, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing my own thing primarily, but um, I, I do have a story coming out in a Marvel Comics Presents later this year. Uh, a 
Stingray story that um, Lee Weeks is doing the art for. So, oh, uh, nice. Stingray. Yeah, I know. Little red and white. Yeah. Nope. Nice. <laughs> He's the only character I assumed wasn't involved. In <laughs> Bendis wasn't before. using yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't, you can't keep up with all that stuff, but I thought, surely there's no ultimate stingray. Book uh, it's just a fun just little don't say, don't say that. Because now someone Bendis an just idea. wrote down, I want stingray. But, you know, it's just a fun little story, so it's... it's uh, it's my Marvel debut, I guess, for what it's worth. Awesome. Awesome. No idea when that'll come out, but they're, they're soliciting that book now. So. Keep your eyes open for it. Yeah, and tell me what you think of it. So. Right. Will do. That's uh, Atomic Revolver. Best place to, to find it on the yeah, web? MySpace.com slash Atomic Revolver is where we're kind of keeping, you know, we're doing updates, letting people know what we're doing with cons, what's coming out. Um, and we're still in the process of, of getting the official website built and launched, but um, we will. Late, we're planning early next year to have a con presence somewhere uh, where we'll probably be exhibiting together under the banner and maybe do a panel and stuff. And, That'd be great. Um, so, you know, hopefully that works out. All right, well, quite awesome. always, always pleasure uh, seeing you at, uh, at cons and well, I appreciate, you. appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me. Yeah. Well, after, anytime. Uh, anytime. Here, on some uh, old seventies British TV. Oh, absolutely. A little bit later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk for hours about stuff nobody cares about. Yeah, that's what I do. So, so yeah, between you, me, and Suntress, we'll just uh, yes. sit around and watch uh, Sandbaggers. Yeah. And uh, what's the one that he turned us on to? Sweeney. The Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely do that. All right. And I'm gonna get a bite of Mike's apple pie. I was eyeballing oh, that, that earlier. Dirty. I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> it is dirty. <laughs> Good seeing you, Clay. Uh, thanks, Clay. All right. All right, guys. Um, yeah, you know, Wizard World Chicago, another one uh, in the books. Uh, yeah. For for anyone that uh, that's been listening to the the coverage, if you want to call uh, that, hard hitting, groundbreaking, <laughs> story exclusive. Let's just make shit up. Yeah, we should have done that. That would have been pretty funny. DC's just... out of business. Yeah, DC. Yeah, they Marvel just yeah. bought all the characters and uh, Dan DiDio is. Dan DiDio and John Suntress are going to be on a sitcom the together. Uh, they're the same person. My life with the Dans. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for, for anyone that uh, that just started listening to us at, at CBR because of the con coverage, hopefully uh, you stick around. You can uh, find more uh, shows that we've done at uh, aroundcomics.com and come out uh, twice a week. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it if uh, you're a first-time listener. And, uh, and if not, we tried. So uh, nice. Not, <laughs> please love if us. Not, something wrong with yeah, you. like like Clay said, if not, you're wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is, you know. So listen again, and maybe you'll get your head straight enough to like it. Yeah. Nah, you missed something. You may, yeah, yeah, that's just you a, you're, you're not you're just point. not getting it. Yeah. you're just not. Re-listen. Go back and listen again. It's, re- it's re-listening. It's really good. You you just you, <laughs> you got to dedicate a lot of time to it. Yeah. It, it's all deep. Right. Folks, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, look for a new episode next Monday when we'll get back on our regular schedule. Uh, We're going to take maybe. a break here after the con, but we'll uh, be back at our regular home at Dark Terror Comics on the north side of Chicago. And thanks to all the creators that came by and, oh, yeah. and to talk with us, and thanks to all the uh, listeners that we met this Special weekend. thanks to uh, Drew Selden at Drew Entertainment. and Jonah over at uh, CBR. Thanks, uh, and, and uh, yeah, everybody have a, have a great day. All right. Yeah. <laughs> From Chicago. Signing out. Bye-bye.
like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah.